One of our favorite guests joins us right now. It's brought to you by Calamos Investments. I'm talking about Will Purdue, former Chicago Bull and analyst for NBC Sports Chicago. Thanks for joining us, Will. How are you today? Oh, Lisa, I'm doing great. You know, the weather outside is warm. We've had some interesting uh, rain showers and hail, but it was kind of interesting. I was listening as you were uh, talking about the Easter eggs and the chocolates and everything else. I was curious uh, if you have a uh, Easter tradition that your team, your family, <laughs> your team, will um, <laughs> partake in this Sunday. <laughs> I hide eggs every Easter, and we're going to have two little kids with us this Sunday, but many times it's just adults. And I'm telling you what, if you put money in eggs, people will do all kinds of crazy things to find those eggs. Oh, they'll knock people over. They'll, yeah, they'll George yeah. Costanza in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's always fun to watch. So, yeah, that's what I do. It's an old-fashioned Easter egg hunt. Well, congratulations. I, on the other hand, I I gave up alcohol and and uh, sweets for Lent. So that means that uh, on Sunday I can start eating. Uh, what I'll do is I have four boxes of uh, Girl Scout cookie Thin Mints in the freezer. That's the key. <laughs> In the freezer, I'll eat a sleeve a day for eight days. And and how does it is that a red wine or a white wine that goes with that? Are you just going to go for a bourbon? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You just, I mean, you know, all these uh, different flavored bourbons now. Maybe we should come up with a Girl Scout cookie flavored bourbon. I think that would be good. Hey, I saw Magic Johnson on morning TV the other day. He said that Michael Jordan pulled him aside at Michael's 60th birthday party and wouldn't let him go for 30 minutes going on and on about load management and what a load of BS apparently Michael and Magic <laughs> both think it is. What do you think about that? Well, and that's, that is a hot topic amongst older players because, you know, one of the stats that I throw out there, I think when, uh, when Michael was with, um, the Wizards, he was 42 years old. He played all 82 games, and I think he averaged almost 30 minutes a game. Didn't miss a single game. And it, it, it's just, listen, it's just a different mentality. And what I don't know is is where this mentality came from because that was something when I played. I had this conversation with B.J. Armstrong. Kendall Gill and I talk about it on the show. That wasn't that thought about you know I'm going to take a day off never even crossed our mind. I mean you would always talk about how tired you were, or, you know what body part hurt, but it was just something that was never considered. It's almost like now you know because they've been told this is the best thing scientifically, and I'm not fighting science, but what I'm waiting for now is is that uh, these guys start putting it in their contracts that they only have to play so many games a year. And it's, it's almost known that nobody, you know, hardly anybody's going to play 82. I got uh, it. Go uh, ahead, Kevin. Yeah, Will, uh, last night, uh, big, big game for the Bulls. Maybe the biggest of the season is there was some hope they can move up in the standings in the East. But right now it's looking like they're going to settle into that 10th spot, which is a one-and-done playing tournament on the road. Um, next week. They still have three games left. We'll see what happens. But, man, it was tough to hear Zach Levine say after the game that the Atlanta Hawks, quote, wanted it more than us. How in Game yeah, seven, I mean, I, How in game 79 is another team, you know, it, just to hear that, it's like, well, come on, man. It's three games left in the season. You've got a chance to move up in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's – listen, on one hand, I was like, 
okay, I'm, I'm glad to see that he admitted it. But on the other hand, I was like, how is that possible? Because, I mean, we knew the ramifications of this game going in. I promise you they knew. And you, and you also knew that they were shorthanded as far as no Trey Young and no DeAndre Hunter. So you had your best scorer and your best defender were not playing. So everything favors the Chicago Bulls. So, and, you know, listen, I've gotten to the point where I just, I, we, were kind of, we were kind of joking last night, but it's kind of true. I mean, this team has turned into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We just, we don't know who's going to show up. You know, we did our conference call this morning to talk about tonight's show, and, you know, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks, and we were kind of joking. It was like, anybody want to uh, try to predict what team's going to show up tonight? And we're like, you know, these are the games that they always come back and win because we're just like, yeah, they're not winning tonight. But then they find a way to win, and you're like, well, where was that effort last night? But, you know, the interesting thing was, Kevin, if you look, listen to Billy's pregame press conference last night, I didn't really think twice about it, but he said, listen, there is no evidence, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not using his exact quotes, but he said there's no evidence that this team is going to have an automatic carryover from the Memphis game, probably their best half of basketball all year. And he was exactly right. They came out with no energy. The defense was lacking. The rotations were, were late. They weren't shooting the ball very well. They got down early again, and you're just like, wow. This is not the same team that I saw on Sunday, so it's just it baffles all of us. Do you like the playing tournament that uh, that came about during the pandemic? But the expansion with the the seven through ten playing a playing tournament, I, I love it because I think that it you know this is you uh, more times than not, even going back to the eighties and nineties, this was a time of year where now let me be clear, guys still played. But the fan, because of the number of games, kind of, I don't want to say they lost interest, but they kind of took a break because usually with three games to go, there wasn't a lot to be decided, you know, as far as, you know, positions on where you finish one to eight, who's going to play who. A lot of times that had, that had been decided by this point. But I think, A, it keeps things interesting, uh, keeps the fans engaged. And I don't know if you noticed in the new uh, collective bargaining agreement, now we're talking about a, uh, a tournament in December where the winners will make a considerable uh, amount of money as a bonus for winning the in-season tournament. Hmm. You know, I think a lot of people understand locally, you can watch the Bulls, you know, 70 some odd games of the 82 on NBC Sports Chicago, but the national coverage really doesn't start you know, until that Christmas day where they show, you know, five games throughout the day. And that's kind of when you kick it off because, you know, football NFL is winding down. You're in the, you're in the bowl, bowl season for college because basketball and the NBA know that you can't compete against, you know, college football and you can't compete against the NFL. So you kind of have to wait for the tail end of those, their seasons to really kick it into gear with national television. Bulls win their game tonight, Will? I mean, I just... I don't think so. I mean, I would like to, but, you know, listen, this is the thing that's so motivating for Milwaukee. If Milwaukee wins tonight, regardless of what Boston does, regardless of what Philly does, they clinch the East. So they could literally shut it down 
until next Saturday, which is the 15th, meaning you can get Giannis, you can get all the starters rest, guys that are dinged up can get rest, and they'll be pretty fresh going into the playoffs because I think, you know, there's a reason why they're going to have the number one seed. I think there's a reason why, you know, they're the team to beat in the East because from, uh, you know, just on paper they're the best team and they've consistently played the best in the Eastern Conference. And right now, you got to think that they're the they're the favorite to win it because it's just the inconsistencies and the unpredictability of the Western Conference. We'll be watching you tonight. Thanks for joining us, Will. Well, I enjoyed it, and thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. And you know, I think we all can agree with Easter on Sunday that spring officially, even though on the calendar it says it's spring, is around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope. We hope.